Today I want to talk about something no one wants to talk about because no one wants to be called that. I mean, honestly, when someone says, oh, you're such a victim, how does that feel to you? Pretty bad, right? No, 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 I'm not a victim. This is like a big insult. But in the end, isn't it true that we often feel like victims? Victims of the circumstances we are in or victims of the traffic or victims of the politics, victims of the environment, victims of our relationships. So being in a victim mode is actually much more common than we may want to admit. Now, there are two reactions to the word victim. One is the, the reaction of, no, 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 I'm not that person. And the other reaction is really this, you know, feeling defeated and feeling down. And there are also two victim modes, I mean, or ways of being the victim. One is the people that really were abused, that had something terrible happen to them, you know, real trauma. That's maybe something you could call the real victim. And then there is the victim that is more the imagined victim, which probably most of us are falling into. This is where we do feel that life is against us, that, you know, whatever happened is the worst thing ever. And and that is something that is disempowering in itself. And for me, it's always so interesting that the people that did have to go through abuse and uh, really uh, horrible stories, they refused to even acknowledge that they were victimized. And I think it's important for us. It's important for us to tell ourselves the truth. Yes, I do feel I was victimized. I do feel there was a perpetrator. I do feel this was not right. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think we were skipping the step of honoring that we were the victims of someone's actions or the victims of our circumstances. If we don't honor this, we are kind of skipping uh, beyond that healing process, the healing of those wounds that were caused by our past. But this does not mean that we have to be defined by what happened to us and that we have to continue to live in that victim mode. And this is what I want to talk about today. How do we get out of it? How can we no longer get stuck? And how do we even know that we are in that victim mode in the first place? So that's something where I found for myself, pretty interesting to look at what are the signs that we are in victim mode. And one of the signs is that we do feel that whatever is happening, whether it's the people we are living with or working with or the finances or the government or the weather or, or traffic, that that makes us feel small and makes us feel powerless. This is bigger than we are. And then we say to ourselves, well, I can't change this. Oh, it's impossible. Or I'm too old or I have no options. And that is a, a classic living in that victim mode, in this idea of feeling powerless. And then the other one is when we are stuck in the past. So that's another sign of you getting into this victim pattern, 
thinking about the past and beating the drum about the past and assuming that the past can repeat itself. Let's say you get fired from a job and you just already know that the next job gonna fire you as well so you don't even look for another employment or you had some bad breakup and you simply cannot let go of that person and you think about them and you are looking at their you know social medias and so the past is all that is there unfortunately when you're in a victim mode the past also becomes very fluid and it's changing and i saw so many people that have been going through really bad breakups and then the past is shifting first they feel like this was a really bad person and it was really unjust what happened but then it changes to well this was actually the best person ever and how could i lose this person and it's all my fault and this is another sign that you're in the victim mode that you're actually victimizing yourself that you're blaming yourself that you're living in shame that you're taking all the responsibility for what happened and letting everyone else off the hook that is where this victimization this being victimized is turning against yourself another way that you know that you're a victim or getting into the victim mindset is that you justify your misery so you're really not feeling great you're feeling like you know everything is unfair and then there are these nice people that want to help you hey what about this and you could also see it from that perspective and maybe there is a way for you to get help and you get more and more frustrated with them you put your heels in and you say no i think you don't understand me you don't see how bad i feel you just want me to change and i cannot change and then you really are more arguing to keep the pain and to hold on to whatever you're feeling than to change it and again that is something where the victim inside of you wants to rather be in that place than to get any help to get beyond it and this is also like i said before where you unfortunately when you argue and justify this misery you do everything you can to keep it alive you know to keep it going you're you are not cleaning your house you're not eating well you're not really you know focusing on not going to that person to that past to that pain in that moment because it doesn't really have to consume everything you don't do any of those things but you're feeding the flame of the pain and the victimization because there is some strange sense of comfort in it and there is a reason why we do this and it's not an intellectual reason i'm going to get to this in a moment but there is a reason so let yourself off the hook don't feel so you know bad or you know guilty about being in that mode because often it's not even our conscious choice it's more our subconscious getting us there you can also see that you're in the victim mode when you are feeling victimized by your body and by your feelings when your anxiety becomes a perpetrator and you are condemning those emotions as the ones that hold you hostage or make you small or make you feel miserable and you're battling with yourself or you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing only this 
aging person whose gravity is just you know making everything sag and look bad and all these horrible things that we are saying to ourselves where we are feeling powerless where we are feeling like trapped in ourselves this is where we become victimized by ourselves it's it's not the reality but it's what we are telling ourselves and unfortunately what happens when you're in this victim mode you literally feel that you cannot change it and you somehow give up it's like you are already sensing you're drowning but then you're just stopping to paddle around because well i guess that's it for me and the problem is when we are feeling powerless is that we are in our mind creating the reality that is reinforcing the state of powerlessness and when we stop trying to change we are ultimately believing that we don't have the strengths we don't have the resources we don't have the possibilities we stop believing in ourselves and what we hold on to believe in are all the limiting beliefs of the past that are basically the framework for being the victim so the belief of not being good enough the belief of not being lovable the belief of always having to have the short end of the stick the belief of something bad's going to certainly happen to us all those limiting beliefs are what we are holding on to because we don't really believe in the opposite or believe in ourselves and then those beliefs create self-fulfilling prophecies because get what if you believe that you're going to get cheated on again or if you believe that no one can be trusted, or if you believe that you anyhow are gonna get fired from the next job, or if you believe that you are ugly and not good enough, you will act accordingly. And then exactly that's gonna happen. You will get criticism, you will get rejection, you will get people feeding back to you what you're putting out through your belief. And then of course we get this reinforcement inside of us that says see i know it life sucks and i am not supposed to be here and that is you know the ultimate downfall of being in the victim mode now why do we do this obviously it doesn't feel good right i mean it the way i describe it maybe you can relate to it maybe you can see yourself in that victim mode and you haven't even realized that you're in but why do we do this it doesn't really make our life safer or enriches it but from the subconscious perspective it does serve a purpose first of all being in victim mode is basically a sign that the subconscious believes that we have to somehow keep ourselves small and our life predictable and change getting the hopes up, trying again, feeling like, oh, we can have something different. We can actually, you know, either change our, have a better relationship or change our employment or maybe change uh, our finances and we get all gung-ho and, and hope it's gonna happen and only to find out that once again, everything gonna just get dashed that's what the subconscious wants to prevent us from it's much better to tell ourselves no option no power no choice at least that painful failure will not have to be dealt with that's one way the subconscious 
tries to use victim mode to keep us safe. Another way is for us to not get that sense of other people actually having expectations on us. That's a hard one to swallow. But you know when you're in the chronic victim mode, other people treat you kind of a little bit softer. Maybe they are more careful around you. They don't really have these high ideas and expectations on you. They are usually there for you. They listen to you. They don't want you to do much for them. It feels good. And people that do feel comfortable in that uncomfortable victim mode do admit that they just want to be taken care of. They just want someone to listen. They just want someone to show them that they matter, even though that, you know, they ultimately reject all the well-meant advice and support, but that that attention feels good. And, and people that do need this kind of attention by being the victim have a void often inside of them. It's a void of not having had enough care of not having had enough reassurance, of not feeling important enough. And so by being in that subconscious mode, they get a little bit of that void filled. And that's understandable, but it's not sustainable because whatever you get doesn't really last. The only way to fill that void is through yourself and it's through understanding what actually caused that, that hole in the first place. And the third reason why the subconscious keeps us in victim mode, and that's a really tough one, is because if we would change, we would let the people that hurt us, mistreated us, didn't really give us what we wanted, off the hook. There have been people I worked with that were alcoholics, and they stayed being an alcoholic because they wanted to prove their parents that whatever they were, is on them. See, as long as I'm miserable, bitter, no job, no prospects and hooked on alcohol, you can see that you made a big mistake in how you raised me. And if I would change and if I would get better and if I would all of a sudden thrive and be happy, then you, meaning the perpetrator, the parents, would actually think that they did such a good job. Look at this son. I mean, we are so happy and so proud with who he is and it's all in us. I mean, that doesn't consciously necessarily make sense, but subconsciously there is certainly a, a debt that we as victims are holding on to that we are not willing to let go because someone needs to pay the debt. And if we are all of a sudden getting out of victim mode, we have no reason and no right to ask for this payment. And that unfortunately doesn't really help us at all because the people that hurt us or that caused us that pain, they already moved on. They don't even think about it. They may be not even alive anymore, but we continue to hold ourselves in that pain and hold ourselves back from living the life that we deserve to live. So. Getting out of victim mode, whether it's victim mode from some, was, some more recent things or something way back, is crucial because it is not anything that is sustainable and it's certainly not anything that will help us to, to thrive and have the most fulfilling existence. So what do we do? How do we get out of victim mode?
there is one word and maybe that sounds a little harsh but the truth is we have to take responsibility and what that means basically is that we are realizing that in the end we are the creators of our reality we are here responsible solely responsible to either live in hope and positivity or a sense of growth or in that misery and pain and in a place where we are playing it small and invisible that's our choice and taking responsibility means simply that we are committed we are committed to our wholeness we are committed to our well-being and we are committed to taking care of our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and we are committed to not defining ourselves by what happened to us or the circumstances we are in but we are defined by what we do despite of it or because of it we are committed to continue to learn and grow whatever is outside of us and whatever happened to us that is not something that's in our control but we can always make that choice to say who do we want to be now do we want to be this imprint of that what we feel we didn't really have any power or control over or do we want to be the ones that realize what that did to us is something that we now can take responsibility to heal to grow from to fix to give to ourselves what we never got from others whatever that means for you and there are these five principles that i want to just introduce to you five principles to become that creator of your reality which is exactly the opposite of being the victim one is that whatever happened to you or to us does not define us and that's really important and i said it before but it's so often that we especially when we are children and when we grow up that we are defining our self-worth by what other people did to us and how they reflected back to us and what they were ultimately doing or not doing for and to us and those things are imprinted in our subconscious and the subconscious has this old playbook that says that you know people cannot be trusted or those people need to be avoided and definitely don't get too much attention and all of those kind of things and and you let yourself be defined by that i had a client who was bullied when he was 15 years old and now in his 50s he still feels regularly bullied by his colleagues even though they're just stress out little you know uh, i don't know overachievers who are afraid that they are not uh, matching the the expectations of the big boss and so whatever they are doing comes from their own stress but my client's still feeling stuck in this idea of there are only bullies out there and i have to watch out sees everyone as such and does see himself defined by his past and we cannot let that happen we have to really choose to say what i'm doing from now on that's what defines me not what happened there to me also second one reality is relative 
And what that basically means is that we are all making it up. Let's face it, we all do create our own reality. You know, I had a friend here in, on the weekend and, uh, you know, she comes from rainy Germany. She really feels like the summer was stolen away. We are sitting here in the heat. It's blue sky, all nice. But looking through her eyes on my life and looking through my eyes, it's very different. My reality, the way I saw it before she came, was pretty much like, okay, I need to do this, I need to fix that fence, I need to clean this pond, I need to take care of these horses. And it was all about, you know, what needs to be done. And she looks at this reality, oh my God, it's so beautiful, it's so green, it's so this. So it was wonderful for me to look at my environment through her eyes and see like, oh, that's actually a much nicer view. <laughs> that feels actually much better. Let's take that for the weekend. Same reality, completely different perspective. And so when someone has seen you as something not lovable, not worthy, when someone felt like they needed to break up or fire you, when someone ignores you, it does say nothing about you because they have their own filter system, their own belief system, their own stories, their own distortions. It is literally that we are pretty much aware of less than 1% of what's going on in our lives. And so whatever we are distorting or cutting out or ignoring is all about us and it's all about others. So that's why reality is relative and we can choose to change our reality by choosing the filter system and just like I chose on the weekend to see the beauty, maybe you can choose also to see the beauty in yourself and to see your options and your possibility and not only the limitations. The third one is that in order to step out of the shadow of the past, you have to see your own light. And what that means is that you become curious again, that you really think about that you are full of unlimited potential, treasures, gifts, strength that you may have not really discovered yet. I am always amazed to see that certain things that I didn't know that I can do or that actually I'm interested in all of a sudden pop up. You don't even have to necessarily dig in and unearth all that is inside of you. Sometimes it just wants to emerge like a little plant after a long winter, you just feel like, wow, why am I so interested in cooking? Or why am I so interested all of a sudden in, in art? And, and you just let this emerge. But be curious, let your light shine. And also notice when your light shines anyhow. You know, a friend of mine told me how, she doesn't have a lot of money, but how she's so caring about her sister who struggles. And so a lot of her money goes to help the sister. And, she doesn't see how generous this is and how rare this is and how much a gift of love and compassion that is. And so when you spell it out, you, you know, she saw like, well, I guess that is really an expression of my truth of who I am because I'm not expecting anything in return. It just feels right. So see your light, let other people reflect it back to you and realize you're so much more than that shadow of the past. Also understand that whatever happened, especially with people, 
whether they're in your current life or in your past. It's ultimately about learning. We are all students and teachers for each other. I do believe that we are somehow living in this little cosmic theater or school or whatever you want to call it and that we all have signed up at some point that we are here to learn from each other and to teach each other. And the people that really hurt us the most and that made us the most feel like victims are often the best teachers because they make us aware of something that we have to address. The people that make you just feel good and there is no friction, there is nothing, that's nice, you know, that's like dessert, but it doesn't necessarily make you grow in the same way as someone who is challenging you, who is challenging you at the very core of your self-worth. Embrace it. Embrace it and ask yourself, what is there for me to learn? Maybe there is something to learn for, from uh, this person in regards to forgiveness or compassion or you know, being more self-aware. There are a lot of things we can look into, especially when we are taking a little bit of time with this idea of teaching and learning from each other and to each other. And the last one is how to become the creator of real your reality is through a very simple sequence of choose your thought because the thought that you have creates an emotion. It's a thought whether you are feeling like, well, I wonder what I can do today to really avoid this being stuck in traffic and feel like a victim. Maybe I'm going to take the train. Maybe I'm going to go earlier to work. Maybe I'm going to take a different route. That's a thought. And that thought creates an emotion. And that emotion may be positivity or hope or curiosity. And then from that emotion, you take action. And that action then creates again an outcome. Maybe you get easier to work or maybe you just played some nice music while being stuck in traffic or listened to a good podcast and then you felt better. And that result feeds back into an emotion and that emotion, maybe it's satisfaction or a sense of hope or positivity, feeds back into another thought and you're creating this beautiful loop. And that loop eventually replaces the limiting beliefs of not having power or feeling stuck or being somehow, again, the victim of your life or your circumstances. And it makes you realize, I always have a choice. And even though I cannot control everything, I can adapt, I can respond, I can try, and I can certainly learn. And those loops of daily little change will make you the owner of a new owner's manual that is more about you being the creator, you being the one who is valuing your strength is curious about finding out more about yourself and it's certainly no longer defined by the past. I hope this helped. So if you have any questions about how to get out of victim mode, I know it's a very sensitive topic, please DM me, send a little comment there. You can also reach me at hello at drfriedman.com. If you want to learn more 
how to go on a deeper level, how to communicate with a subconscious mind to get out of victim mode, check out my book, The Empowerment Solution, because there, there is a process described, which is called the entanglement process, which really helps you step by step to get the learnings from that teacher that hurt you and to also see what you have offered as a learning to that person. And then through forgiveness, through this exchange of letting go of the negativity and bringing back your power, you're able to let go of whatever person has made you or whatever circumstance has made you feel like a victim. And that is also true about yourself because I do believe, yes, many people may have made us feel like victims and may have made us believe that we have no choice, but the ones that really hold us hostage in the sense of victimization is ourselves. We are often the worst perpetrators because we hold on to the belief of not having a choice and not being able to make the changes that we deeply want inside. And I tell you, that is not the reality. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any kind of topic that you want to talk about more, maybe how to get out of being the pleaser or the procrastination or anything else, maybe you want to learn more about forgiveness, again, send a comment. I'm definitely always happy to talk about those things and help you to feel more empowered and become more the leader of your life. Take care.